Good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode of Living Light Outdoors. On the mic with you this evening. Man, I want to share something with you that is just, I, I guess it's bugging me. I, I keep seeing reference to this, um, and, and, and I just, I keep seeing people post things, and 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 every now and again, I've just got to step in and post some scripture back, because there's just a lot of things being talked about today that are pretty messed up. I mean, we know that. We, we know where we are in this world, but I want to share with you tonight something that I titled, Out with the Old, In with the New. So there seems to be a lot of chatter these days about whether we should or should not consider the law, the law of God that was given to Moses. Some say it's Old Testament, has no bearing on our life today because of Jesus and the New Testament. So what exactly is this law that is spoken of anyway? Well, first and foremost, there are the laws of the Jewish people, which there were over 600 laws listed in the Torah, many of which had to do with sacrifices to be made for sins. Uh, there, there were all kinds of sacrificial laws, things that, that you had to do to do certain things. There were you know, sacrifices for harvest, and I, I, can't, I don't know all of them. I'm not going to get into that. And I, and I want to tell you right off the bat, I'm not a biblical scholar. You know, I, I, try to, I try to simplify the Word of God so that it makes sense in how He designed it to be for us. Man has complicated this. Ron and I were just talking about how the, the, the simplicity of God's law, man has come along and they've tried to enhance it. They've tried to make it more user-friendly maybe, or sometimes not even user-friendly. They've tried to make it even more strict in certain places. And, and, and they've messed up God's simplicity. So you've got all of those Jewish laws, but then we were given the laws of Moses, which are considered the Ten Commandments. Well, what does the Bible say about all of this, whether we should or shouldn't uh, still consider the Old Testament and the Old Testament laws? And then better yet, what does Jesus have to say about that? Well, first off, let's look at the Bible. Romans chapter 3, verse 21 through 31. It said, uh, this is Paul, he's, he's, he's uh, talking to the Roman people. He said, but now the righteousness of God has been clearly revealed, independently and completely, apart from the law though it is actually confirmed by the law and the words of the writings of the prophets. This righteousness of God comes through faith in Jesus Christ. For all those Jew or Gentile who believe and trust in him and acknowledge him as God's son, there is no distinction since all have sinned and continually fall short of the glory of God and are being justified, declared free of the guilt of sin, made acceptable to God, and granted eternal life as a gift by his precious, undeserved grace through the redemption of the payment of, for our sin, which is provided in Christ Jesus, whom God displayed publicly before the eyes of the world as a life-giving sacrificial or sacrifice of atonement and reconciliation, propitiation, I can't even pronounce that word, by his blood, to who he to, to to be received through faith, so all of that to be received through faith. This was to demonstrate his righteousness, which demands punishment for sin, because in his forbearance, his deliberate restraint, he passed over the sins previously committed before Jesus' crucifixion. 
it was to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time, so that he would be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus and rely confidently on him as Savior, then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded, entirely ruled out, banished. On what principle? On the principle of good works? No, but on the principle of faith. For we maintain that in an individual is justified by faith distinctly apart from the works of the law, the observance of which has nothing to do with justification, that is, being declared free of the guilt of sin and made acceptable to God. Or is God the God of the Jews only? Is he not also the God of the Gentiles, who were not given the law? Yes, of Gentiles also, since indeed it is one and the same God who will justify the circumcised by faith, which began with Abraham, and the uncircumcised through their newly acquired faith. I love how it ends this piece. Do we then nullify the law by this effect? Or do we then nullify the law by this faith, making the law of no effect, overthrowing it? Certainly not. On the contrary, we confirm and establish and uphold the law since it convicts us all of sin, pointing to the need for salvation. That's a lot of scripture. It's, it's uh, Romans, let me get back to this, Romans chapter 3, verse 21 through 31. I encourage you to go back in there and read that again and, and just really get a grip on what's being said there. Let's jump to Romans chapter 7, verse 7. He says again, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. On the contrary, if it had not been for the law, I would not have recognized sin. For I would not have known, for example, about coveting what belongs to another and would have had no sense of guilt if the law had not been repeatedly said, you shall not covet. Romans chapter 7, uh, Romans chapter 7 verse 12. So then, the law is holy and the commandment is holy and righteous and good. Paul speaks a lot about the law and, and his response to it in chapter 7 um, and it's worthy of reading. I, I'd encourage you to go back and do some work in Romans and, and see what Paul's talking about in the in verses of the law. Well, what did Jesus say about this old law? Matthew chapter 5, verse 17 through 20. Very good scripture. Matthew 5, 17 through 20 says, This is Jesus. The words are written in red if you go and look at them. Do not think that I came to do away with or undo the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For I assure you, and most solemnly say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke of the pen will pass from the law until all things which it foreshadows are accomplished. So whoever breaks one of the least important of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least important in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches them he will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you that unless your righteousness, your uprightness, moral essence, is more than that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Wow. So apparently this Old Testament law is still relevant, and it's still highly important for us to follow. All of the Old Testament pointed to the importance of Jesus, the coming Messiah, and to the fulfillment of the law and the conviction of sin. Although we're no longer under the law, we are under grace of Jesus Christ 
bought at Calvary on an old rugged cross. Romans chapter 8 verse 3 says this, For what the law could not do, that is, overcome sin and remove its penalty, its power, being weakened by the flesh, man's nature without the Holy Spirit, God did. He sent his own son in the likeness of sinful man as an offering for sin. And he condemned sin. The flesh subdued it and overcame it in the person of his own son. God did that for us. Someone who questions following the law is likely just trying to justify their own sin. I know that's a little harsh, but I believe it's a true statement. We live in a society who seeks justification of all things being exempt of the law, and it's simply not truth. God's Word speaks continually about upholding law, following the laws of the land, being subject to the laws of the land. Uh, even Jesus, at one point, uh, where, he, where he makes the comment of render under Caesar whatever is Caesar's. He paid taxes. He, Jesus paid taxes. Now, I don't know how you want to battle against that one, but Jesus himself rendered unto Caesar what was Caesar's. So the, he, he, there was justification to, to live according to the law, and Jesus himself was that way. It sounds to me like the old law is still important, even though we who are surrendered to Jesus are under grace. I hope this makes some sort of sense to you. I, I, I hope you can gather something out of it. I know, like I said, there seems to be a lot of conversation about this very subject going on today, at least through social media. I have seen it multiple times in the last couple of weeks where people have made comments regarding the old law and that we're no longer subject to that old law because of Jesus. It kind of comes back to that place of, well, how can a God of love, you know, Jesus came because Jesus is just all about love, right? Love your neighbor, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. But Jesus also speaks very much boldly about sin and conviction of sin and turning away from sin. You want to define sin? It's not hard to do. It's all throughout Scripture. It's pretty easy to figure out. But, but the other reference is, is how could a God, a loving God, send someone to hell? Listen, God doesn't send anybody to hell. He gave us a choice, but God also gave us a way of escape. He gave us his son, Jesus Christ, down a cross for our sins. If we choose to follow Jesus, hell's off the table. But if we choose to disregard the sacrifice made by Jesus, his son, given to us for, for, for our sin, for the redemption of our sin, then, then we've chosen to turn away from God and our eternity will be one of hell and brimstone, fire and brimstone. It, it's, it's not that God chooses. God, matter of fact, God desires that we would all come to him. There, there's a, a, I think Rhonda and I was talking about that. It gets a little complicated, but it's, there's some scripture talking about predestination. God predestined all of us. He, he desire, when he creates us, when he created us uh, in, in the beginning, in, in the very beginning when he created Adam and Eve, he created mankind to be in fellowship with him, to be in relationship with him. Unfortunately, we now live in a fallen world. We live in a fallen society. And, and, and we're constantly in a battle against sin, our, our human nature and our spiritual nature. But we have a choice. God gave us an inerrant choice to follow him. If we choose to follow him, our eternity is set in stone. But if we choose to 
turn away from him, our eternity is also set. And it's, it's one burning in hell. God doesn't send us there. He desires all of us to be with him in heaven. But he gave us a choice. So now it's your choice. What are you going to do with all this word that I've just spoken to you? Do you bypass the law? Do you go on believing that God's this loving God that will never send anybody to hell? Or do you follow the truth of the scripture? It's in there if you want to find it. Don't overlook. Dig deep into God's word. Follow his word. Follow his law. And you'll find yourself with eternal security. Bypass that law and you may find yourself in an eternal damnation. It's not my choice. It's not God's choice. It's every individual's choice. For one, I and my house, we choose to serve the Lord and we'll continue to do so. And I pray that you do as well. God bless you guys. Again, I hope this brings you at least some curiosity where you go do some research and do some digging. There's a lot about the law, about a Jewish law and, and about the, the laws of Moses and the laws of the prophets. There, there's a lot of things in there. Don't get yourself bogged down. Know that, know that God's simplification is, is there. It, it, God simply states things. We complicate them. Don't, don't get complicated. Don't get bogged down in it. Just follow the word of the Lord and let God set you free. The truth will set us free. Amen. We love you. Rhonda and I love you. We're praying for you. Thank you for praying for us. Thank you for supporting us financially. Please continue to do so as our work here is not complete. We are continuing on the journey that God has given us. Uh, we have seen results. We're seeing exciting things happen. We're seeing God's word go out. We're seeing the impact that it has on lives all over the world. God bless you guys. Thank you for partnering with us, walking with us on this journey. We love you. God bless you. We'll talk to you again real soon.